0: What's up, loyal listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast? Glad to have you here today. Taking a step back, trying to decide, like I do every week, what in the hell do I want to talk about this week? And I figured it might be good just to take a step back and tell some stories around my activity, my collecting when I do have some time away from work and have some time away from my beautiful. Baby daughter, what am I doing? Why am I doing these things? So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into some of my recent activity. And the goal of this always is to not tell you what to do, but just to tell you how I'm doing it, how I'm enjoying the hobby, and share some perspective. If you like what I'm doing over here, as always, hit that subscribe button, do the review thing, all of those things people on these kind of shows tell you to do. But also, most importantly, tell a damn Friend, you are enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. I'm recording this right now. And I'm looking out my window. And as I'm looking out the window, I'm seeing something I have not seen all year. And that is snowfall. It is snowing here in lovely Indianapolis. And it's, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Tis the season. I guess, you know, Thanksgiving is around the corner, which is wild. My life has been on hyperdrive. Over the last several months, um, I guess that's what kids do to you, or so I hear. My hair is getting more gray. I'm happy I have my hair. Um, That's a benefit. That's a plus. But it's snowing here. Uh, I got my Carson Wentz jersey on. The wife and I are getting out of the house. The mom mom and dad are Papa and Gigi, as they're referred to. Um, are coming over to the crib. They're going to watch the baby. We're going to get out. We're going to put on our blue, and we're going to cheer for our damn squad. We're going to cheer for the Colts. So this is nice as a record this. Um, it's nice. We'll get a little getaway. Hopefully, we'll get a dub. You can never take anything for granted in the NFL. I mean, my goodness. It seemed like last week, everyone who won were the teams who were supposed to lose. Yeah, Thursday this week, Miami putting it to Baltimore. What It's all turned around. It's all upside down. That's why Jaguars always play us tough. They're coming off a dub against the Bills. Who would have predicted that? Not me. And so that's why I never take a win for granted. Um, I think I did back in the day. I think I did when we were peeling off 12 every year with Peyton. It was like, You know, we want every game. And, you know, and then it was a little rocky in the playoffs and, you know, we finally got over the hump. But those 12-win seasons, man, that's not normal. And so I I don't take the dubs for granted. I'm going to cheer for my team. Hopefully all you out there, you're still in it. You're still supporting your squads. Um, Hopefully you're in this position where your team is on the graphic and it says in the hunt. If it's not solidified already for a spot, and it seems especially in the AFC, it's it's all over the place. That's what's fun. That's what's fun about football. I've been enjoying the NBA, enjoying what's happening too. Um, my Pacers have gotten a couple dubs in a row, unlikely dubs as I record this. One one in Utah, uh, got the Sixers at home, beat them um, again. The NBA seasons it is it goes in stretches, and so I never try. To get down when there are rough patches, because all it does is take a, a win or two and you catch some momentum. Um, I think, you know, we're we're seeing some players come out a little bit, which I like. Whenever I see players in the NBA that I like come out, it's always just like, well, I don't even want to look at their cards because now is certainly not the right time to buy. And I did do that a little bit, so I wasn't necessarily looking to buy, but I just wanted to scour. The uh, marketplaces and see what was available and what they were going for, and so I started digging the two young guys that I like. I like John ja Moran a lot. I've, I've talked a lot about him. I'm um, in previous episodes. I like his game. I like his mentality. I, I it, he's, he's, he, there's a lot to like there, and you know his market went down big time, and now it is definitely clawing back up because what is he doing? He's he's having a great season. He's Putting the Grizz on his back, he's an exciting young player and the other guy, his team maybe not isn't doing as well, but is certainly exciting exciting and I've been on record saying he's my favorite interview in the NBA and that's Anthony Edwards. I'm um, again, this guy is is taking that next step. go look at his prices. It's like, man, it's really hard to justify putting your cash into these guys um and especially when you, you you peel back and you look at legends and what they're getting and you could just put their mo- your money in some of those so it's a tough game it is and it's it's hard because the hobby runs so much on speculation and basketball and basketball cards is such a big part of it that it's hard not to get swept up but i think as a hobby participant being able to show restraint and restriction and watch what everyone else is doing and kind of go in the other direction, you know, maybe turn a little left. That's what I like to talk about. I think that's where the power is. So enjoying football, enjoying basketball, enjoying the market, not necessarily jumping into where everyone else does, but I love watching it. It's entertainment to me. I had a big week. I went to AEW Dynamite. It was here in Indianapolis, saw a really fun go home show, go home show to their pay-per-view full gear, which was in Minneapolis. Um, this past Saturday, and I'll just say this: I, nothing beats seeing Aew live. It is a hell of a show. The crowd is amazing. Um, it is probably my fifth or sixth show that I've been to. Obviously a massive fan. Yeah, always bringing it, enjoyed my time in the the all the matches and all the storylines leading into Saturday. And on Saturday, I put it up on the big screen, paid my 50 bucks. Saw Full Gear, man, I wish AEW had a better streaming partner. The Bleacher Report experience in in navigating that was kind of brutal, Um, but I figured it out. I'm glad I got some heads up ahead of time. They sunsetted their BR Live app, and then now it's just through Bleacher Report, and it's a a little wonky. We ended up getting there, and I was there in prep. Shout out to my man, uh, Vintage Pacers, Steve. He, He was given me some pro tips before uh, earlier on in the morning. I'm glad we were DMing and that's why you have friends in the hobby and that's why you have friends who know what you like. He was giving me a heads up on what how to make it make my experiences as efficient as possible. But I left the show on Saturday night and uh, went to bed around midnight and man, it was a it was a damn good show. The storytelling, the in-ring stuff is great and I'm really excited about what's ahead with that product. And speaking of AEW, the Upper Deck product is coming out. My mom was like on me, you know, you're out there. And if you shout out to all the moms who still ask you for your Christmas list, you know, and so I'm at this this age where it's like, you know, I can afford and buy all the things I want to for myself. But if you're going to put me in the position where you're like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you think I'm going to tell her? I'm going to tell her cards. And most specifically, I'm going to tell her cards that I don't necessarily buy. that's hobby boxes. And Upper Deck and AEW has that new product out. And I was like, hey, why don't you give me a couple hobby boxes of this AEW Upper Deck product? And why don't you maybe give me a hobby box or two of Topps Chrome? And we can call it a hell of a Christmas. So maybe if I'm good, Santa's going to come and put some wrestling hobby boxes under the tree for me. And I can be a true degenerate on Christmas Day and rip open some packs, maybe go live, share my hits. To me, if I can be feel nostalgic and feel like a kid again, that's what I want to do on my Christmas morning. I've been thinking a lot, and let's just get into it about my collecting, what I gravitate towards. And I think there's just this narrative when you enter the hobby or re-enter the hobby. There is all of the mainstream news about the rookie cards and these cards that hit hobby headlines and what's significant. And I don't think there's really good education on uh, parallels, on different sets. It's a lot of uh, the framing up is all about these mainstream rookie cards. And for so long, and I look back on my hobby experience, you know, a year, year and a half ago, it was like, I remember sitting there and being like, how can I get out there and get to the place where I end up getting a LeBron James Tops Chrome base card? Like, how do I do that? And now that seems absolutely ridiculous to me. And I was thinking that way because that's what the hobby was telling me to go to. That's what people were doing. And that's how all the headlines and that's the news. It's like, how is the LeBron James Tops Chrome base rookie card doing? And because everyone's talking about that, that's something that I think is significant and I need. Well, the more you dig into it, the more you do the work, the more you realize that card is liquid, it's mainstream, everyone's got it, or maybe not everyone, but a lot of people have it. It becomes less important to collectors and people who are learning and getting into it. And I think what's really cool is that you don't necessarily need to build out your collection by targeting rookies. And as a matter of fact, I think by just buying rookie cards you're missing out on an opportunity to have a ton of freaking fun. And so for me, of course, rookie cards hold more value. And of course, parallel, limited, uh, scarce rookie cards are uh, the things that we all want and desire, no doubt. And But for me, I think with a guy I collect like Peyton Manning, it's a lot about the other years and it's a lot about the other products. And I think Regardless of the year, it being rookie or something else, to me, if it's scarce and if it's in a significant product, that's what stands out. And that's what I think is really, really important. I don't think we do a good enough job in the hobby of talking about products and products of significance. And with players like a Manning or a Brady or, you know, fill in the LeBron or fill in the Kobe, like it doesn't necessarily like. Not all of their cards are cards that are necessarily good buys and good buys from a, there can be good buys from a, I'm going to buy this card because I like it. And let's take that off the table. But if you buy a card, it's like, I want to buy the card because I like it. And I think it's a good buy because I think it'll go up over time. You really need to analyze the performance of the product over a a long period of time. And so like for me, products that I really like, I love Topps Chrome. I love Topps Chrome shiny stuff. You know why I like it? Because it hits me. I'll never forget my man to Captain 37. We were talking about collecting Peyton. I was watching how he collects, I collect similarly. And we were talking about like, well, what cards would you get rid of if you had to? And he said he'd keep his shiny stuff because it makes him, it gives him the joy of feeling like a kid holding those cards. And it's the same thing for me. So you get the shine of the refractor on the tops chrome. You pair that with the significance of the Topps Chrome brand and the performance of that product over a long period of time, that then starts allows me as a collector to narrow in. And if I'm a guy who's collecting Peyton Manning, collecting his entire career of Peyton Manning, I'm going to the chromes. I'm going to the finest. I'm going to the shiny stuff. I'd rather have a lot of that stuff than some of his rookie cards. Some of the rookie cards don't do anything for me. So I think when you're buying players and you're getting into collections, be mindful of the... The the products in, that you're buying, like don't be aimless about that. Be intentional about that. I think for me, I posted this and two two cards, but instead of like spending all my time going through rookie cards, like I'm digging into sets, digging into stuff that is significant to me. And I ended up buying a card the last week I posted it, but that was the the 2012 finest Peyton Manning gold refractor. I got it in a BGS 9.5. Now, yes, 2012, Peyton isn't on my squad anymore. That's right. Well, it was significant. He was on the Broncos. What happened in 2012? Well, my team got a new quarterback. First overall pick, Andrew Luck. So I had the Andrew Luck 2012 finest gold refractor in a pristine pen. How you doing? And so as I'm thinking about how I collect and, and what I want my collection to represent, I said to myself, you know, I need a Peyton Manning to pair this with. So. If I can find the Manning 2012 gold refractor in the Broncos gear, preferably in a Beckett slab because it would connect a little better on the pairing, then that's a card I want. Well, one came up for eBay, on eBay. I luckily, I put in my bids, got it for a price that I think was really, really strong and it came back in hand. So it came back in hand and I took the luck out of the, the, the case. I took the Manning, I paired them together, put them together and took a photo, posted on Instagram. Now, as I'm posting this, I'm thinking about the 2012 season, and I'm thinking about trying to black out everything that was happening with Peyton in Denver and trying to focus in on my new quarterback and my rookie. And so inevitably, these these two guys' paths crossed in 2012 when Peyton came home. They had a great video package. I was in the building. Brings a tear to my eye thinking about it. That was a significant moment for me as a fan. So why wouldn't I try to get cards that connect me back to that time? Cards that I can then go tell my daughter and maybe another uh, future child that I have and you know they can tell their kids about it. I think thinking about your buys and how you're doing it, not only pairing it with your collection, but trying to kind of bring a legacy to your collection and being able to tell stories is really, really important. So I say all of this stuff to tell you, if you're stuck in a rut, And you feel like you're trying to work towards buying some generic base card that the hobby talks about a lot, but you're not really feeling it, but it just feels like this is what you should be doing because this is what the hobby is doing. Take a step back, embrace uniqueness, embrace the opportunity, try to think what you truly love, think what you truly want to buy and change directions. I have done that over a period of time and has led me to being a very, very happy collector and someone who's going to be in this hobby for a long time. Because when I can make those moments where I can pair these two cards together because it brings me back and stops me in my tracks, that's that's why I'm here. I put out the moments matter, getting a message from an owner after months, letting you know it's finally time to sell, selling at an auction, being blown away by the results, Hobby buddies sharing information that gets you close to your grail. Enjoy these. It's the fuel. And I think I put that out there because it's really important. So much of the hobby doesn't necessarily go our way and it's a chase and we're fighting towards getting cards and we lose auctions and we uh, miss out on opportunities. Well, when we do hit these milestones, these are the moments where we need to take a step back and reflect and reflect on what are those things that got us there? We always want to go 100 miles an hour, and it's like we get a new card. It's like we get it, take our photo, go through the whole workflow, put it in the case. Now we're on to the next one. Let's take a step back. Let's slow down a little bit, everyone. Let's slow down and enjoy the PC that we have and, and reverse engineer those moments that got us there. I think the more I've been doing that, the more reflection I've been putting on my cards in the process, the more I've enjoyed it. So that is something I certainly want to share and want to share with you. Now this bulk of what I really wanted to talk about in this episode is is this. okay? So I want to say this first. The caveat to what I'm about to tell you all is know that what I'm about to say can be fill in the blank, whatever it is for you. Okay, For me, it just happens to be wrestling cards. But for you, it can be anything. It can be Pokemon. It can be oddball cards. It can be vintage baseball. It can be ultra-modern basketball. It can be modern football. It can be hell. We can talk about soccer cards. You know, I, I felt like as I was running through that, I should have been doing the stone-cold what? So soccer cards, what? Vintage football, what? Pokemon, what? Yu-Gi-Oh, what? F1, what? Wrestling cards, what? Ultra-modern basketball, what? I could go on for days, but you get the drill. Fill in the blank. I'm going to come at this from a a wrestling card perspective. Okay. First and foremost, I'm having the most fun I've ever had in the hobby, diving, digging in to wrestling cards. And I'll say this right quick. The wrestling card market is right for opportunity. Now I look at this opportunity and I don't say, I'm jumping into this because I'm going in here because I want to make money and I see the opportunity. It's kind of reversed. It's these cards really make me happy. I don't think the attention on this market is where they need it. It, it. it should be now because I know there's a lot of other people who feel the same way. I'm going to jump in and I want to buy these because I want to I build out my PC in a way that's unique and different than anyone else in the world. Okay. So take that into consideration. Now to set the stage. And again, it doesn't need to be just wrestling cards, but think about what this is for you. I look at wrestling cards and I study, I do research, I connect with people. So much of the conversation has been on these vintage, older sets, okay? So older stuff that few people have been talking about for a period of time. So we got platforms of people who are into wrestling, who are talking about these sets that matter. And it's just this, there's a trend on older stuff. So think about it like if football cards really weren't a thing, but... Uh, the only thing where people you know, really talked about were um, vintage football cards because the ultra modern stuff or the modern stuff hadn't really caught on yet. You're coming in and you're like, I watch football every day. I love football. I, I want to be a part of buying these new cards and the old stuff is fine. Like, yeah, I grew up with some of it, but for most of it, I wasn't around. So that kind of uh, vantage point and then pair that with what I talked about earlier, where I like shiny stuff i like I like serial numbered stuff, okay, well, most of the stuff people were talking about with wrestling cards had neither of those there was they were paper cards, they're non serial numbered non limited um it's the the vintage component to it, so I come in to wrestling cards and I look at this, and I'm like, you know what like i'm gonna I'm gonna buy some collections of this vintage stuff and i'm gonna put it send it to PSA, and get some of this stuff graded because some of the stuff has never been graded before. Um, but I want those cards that come back. Yeah, I'm going to keep some, but I want those cards to be the fuel to help me get closer to these cards that I really want. And that's the shiny, that's the modern, that's the serial numbered. There's been just this trend of the same few cards that people talk about. And To me, it's, okay, I want to collect what I like, and I there's a couple guys out there that I really, really like, and I'm going to just player collect these guys. So one of them is the great one, The Rock, the Brahma Bull. You all know him, regardless if you watch wrestling or not, um, but buying rock cards, buying not just the silly trivia card that some people in the hobby propped up, which is a fine card. I own one. But to me, I've been on record of talking about that card and why it doesn't connect with me. I'd rather have stuff that is refractor based, stuff that has a serial number on it, stuff that I know I can get graded and that would be great fits for my PC. So there's the rock component and the, the rock prices are going up. And I don't give a shit because I'm, I'm buying anything rock, shiny, serial number, and because I, that's, it, it just hits all these qualifiers for me. Well, then there is another guy, right? Roman Reigns. Now, I said this to uh, Drake, uh, Drake's PC, who's in this wrestling shiny card magi- uh, madness with me. I said, you know, you look at Jordan, you look at LeBron and you look at Luca. okay? So you've got your GOAT, you've got your current living legend GOAT playing. Then you've got your LUCA, who is the, the hobby heartthrob who everybody loves. Okay. So then I peel that back and I try what are the comps with wrestling and wrestling cards? You know, you can, you got the Hogan's, you got all that stuff that, that I mentioned before. Like I didn't mention people specifically, but your Hogan's make up that, your Andres, your Ric Flair's. Okay. Let's take those guys off the table because we're considering them vintage for this part of the conversation. Now, who fits into that Michael Jordan, LeBron, Luka framework? For me, you've got The Rock is my comp for MJ. You got John Cena, who's kind of my comp for LeBron. And then I've got Roman Reigns, who's my comp for Luka. So my mindset is on Roman Reigns is, this is a guy who I I have a strong connection with. As I've been watching the Modern Wrestling product, watching WWE, I've always liked Roman, regardless of his character and progression. I just think he has a ton of talent. He... Hales um, is connected to The Rock. There's the Samoan dynasty element to it. And so then he hops into this heel character, head of the table, tribal chief. And for me, he's just like, he's a reason why I continue to tune in to WWE. So I see him, see his prices, see shiny, see serial numbered stuff. And I'm like, I, this is stuff I love and I'm going to connect with. So I'm going to buy this. I don't really care what anyone else is doing. So I've been on this Roman Reigns tear because I view him as kind of the Luka Doncic of the wrestling card market, where not Luka Doncic now, but where maybe Luka Doncic could be going, So, or where wrestling cards could be going. So I've been buying these cards, and then something happened to me this week that like was the accelerator. And you know when you're like, I'm going to play or collect this guy, and I'm gonna, you start getting in these cards, and you're like, man, these are awesome. These are making me feel really happy then something happens and that hits the accelerator for you. And we all go through this, it's that accelerator. And to me, it happened this week where having relationships, people sharing information, someone sent me a message and it was the 2021 Topps Chrome WWE Roman Reigns Super Fractor 1 of 1. Someone sent me a photo, said, hey, I found the owner. They're looking to sell. You should should reach out to them. I dropped everything I did. This was a jump into the Facebook messenger game. Introduced myself and said, are you selling? If so, where are you at? Got back to me a little bit later that he had gotten offers and I saw the offer prices and I immediately said, you've got those offers. I'm paying over those. Here, here's what I offer, which was over." significantly over those cuz i wanted the owner to know that i really wanted this car and i called and i told him i will pay right now i will pay right now if we can agree to this and we agreed to it sent him the money he sent me the tracking and i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe that i i actually didn't believe it i thought for sure i was going to get this wasn't coming my way i thought for sure what i paid wasn't enough and so there was some funny business going on, but then I saw the tracking and then the card showed up and I pulled out this card and I held it in my hand and I'm holding a Roman Reigns 2021 Topps Chrome one of one Superfractor. Now I've never owned a one of one card before, let alone a Superfractor. And let me tell you, once you get your hands on one of these things, it's like a drug. But I'm talking about buying Roman Reigns, buying shiny cards, buying things, and you, once you get this one-of-one superfractor in your hand, which, mind you, goes back to what I said at the beginning, isn't a rookie card. It's a fucking awesome card, okay? I'd much rather have this than any mainstream card out there because I am the only person in the world who has this copy in my hand. Now, I've never owned a 101 Superfractor before now, but when you hold one of these, you want to talk about drug, you want to talk about power, you want to talk about all you can think about is surrounding this card with awesomeness. And so that's what I've been doing. And I got lucky. One of one red Roman Reigns transcendent 2021 came up on eBay with a buy it now price. What did I do? There was a little bit of negotiation, but I needed it. So I paid full boat. Then another one of one Roman Reigns came up, a finest finest moments or returns came up, and oh, let me actually, what the hell was that? It was there were so many inserts from the finest set. It was the it was Roman Reigns decade decades finest superstar superfractor of one of one popped up, and I bought it. So now all of a sudden, in three separate days last week, I ended up with three one of one Roman Reigns cards. That this week has been one of the most enjoyable, fun weeks of the hobby that I've ever had. And that's not just because of the cards, but it's, it's blazing your own trail. It's going after stuff that you love. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to get all these cards back. I got the the Roman, I got the super from Chrome. I posted a picture, check that out on my IG at stacking slabs. If you're not already hit that follow button, but I'm going to take all these cards and you know what? Everyone says, Oh, we don't send one-on-ones to get graded whatever. I'm sending my one-on-ones to get graded. I want them authenticated. I want them put it in the PSA holders. I'm going to send these babies out, get these graded. But that to me is how you amplify your collecting. And that's how I'm doing it. So I am fired the hell up. I just love going down avenues and paths that I'm passionate about. And I certainly had one of those happen this week. So I hope you enjoyed that story. And I hope that gives you some sort of perspective on where those avenues and areas are for you. The more you pursue those areas that make you happy, that maybe aren't necessarily what everyone else is doing, the more enjoyable your hobby experience is going to be. I want to shout out my man, Rob G., sports card therapist. If you didn't already, go check out that episode from last Friday, bringing my man, Chris uh, McGill from the Card Lighter team back on. He's a regular guest. He's a regular guest because He has a wide range of knowledge around a lot of different topics, and I want to talk to him about one of ones I know he's a one-on-one guy. I want to talk to him a little bit about private deals. I had some private deals, so we're going to talk about those topics. Hopefully, you tune in on Friday. Tell your damn friends that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. You know I appreciate that. And also, here's a little plug for Card Ladder. I'll, I'll say this. They created indices by sport. There's a wrestling one in there. I'm enjoying that. I need to get with them to get some more wrestling cards in there to reflect some of these ultra modern stuff that I'm talking about. But I'm excited to have that conversation. I want to close out with this. put out there the Saturday and it got a lot of traction. said, let's not forget about the usefulness of owning cards that we love. It's the five minutes spent with your new card in between Zoom calls, putting the kids to bed and escaping to the PC. It's taking pictures and posting them here. We pay for these moments. Enjoy. Buying for these moments and building that into the price is how I buy cards. Buying for the futures. I believe in the card and I get to have ownership of it. The comps don't matter as much because I'm keeping it for the long haul. I've found that this way of collecting is more enjoyable to me. Hopefully, you're doing these sorts of things or hopefully it's enjoyable to you. But man, I love the hobby. I love the opportunity. I love how it's a blank canvas. I think the more we can appreciate, enjoy the cards that we own and love and the process that we got there, the more this hobby is going to expand and is going to expand in the right way. So a lot of going on. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of opportunity. We all have need to be adaptable. But at the end of the day, we control our own individual hobby destiny. We're the CEOs of our PC. We're the ones who wake up. We're the ones who check eBay. We're the ones who message our friends. We're the ones who make the decisions on what we pay for. We're the ones who decide if we get it graded or not. We're the ones who decide if we want to sell a piece or not. Remember that. We all need to take ownership of what we're doing. The more we take ownership and not let outsiders influence what we're doing, I promise you, the more you're going to have, the more fun you're going to have. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back on Friday. More Stacking Slabs. Peace out.